Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I, I need a prayer request. It is, I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's program. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church, uh, and I'm privileged to uh, be with you today, and I want you to call me, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. That's how you get on the air. We take your calls, questions, prayer requests. This is a show that is ministry-minded. It is not a show to argue. It is not a show that you get a platform to talk to the audience with your own weird doctrine or anything like that. Uh, It is a show for the Holy Spirit to minister through His Word uh, and how um, the Lord wants to take what's on your mind and match it to what the Scriptures say. So that's... It's a great show, and it's a, a wonderful show that um, that that the Holy Spirit uses in the lives of so many believers. 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, and you can text me at 720-336-0897, 720 720- Three three six seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. 0897 I'm doing two things at the same time. I'm actually asking my friend, Pastor Fernando Ortiz from Mile High Calvary to call into the show because I want to talk to him briefly about a big event that he's doing this weekend uh, at his church, Mile High Calvary in Highlands Ranch, uh, just less than a mile away from the STEM school uh, that had that had a horrible, tragic a shooting a few days ago, and uh, I wanted him to just invite people and talk about what's on his heart, uh, what the Lord's doing and ministering in that area. So he, I was typing at the same time, so it's hard to do two things at one time. As a matter of fact, I propose that this idea of multitasking is untrue. I don't believe it's possible for you to do two things at the same time, um, or a better way of putting that is you can't do two things very well uh, at the same time. Uh, that, that God made us to do one thing at a time, what's in front of us, uh, and to be faithful to what's in front of us. So give us a call, 303-690-3000. Let's go right to the phone lines as they fill up. Amanda is in Loveland, Colorado. Amanda, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. Hi. Um, I just had a quick question. Um, okay. I was just wondering, um, is it possible to lose your salvation, and um, I just say this because, you know, I've always heard, um, I grew up in a very legalistic um, Christian, well, Christian-based church and stuff where um, your actions, um, you know, had a lot to do with, you know, your salvation and stuff, you know, like, and um, I won't necessarily go into a lot of detail about that, <laughs> but okay. um, I'm struggling a lot. Um 
mentally. Um, I uh, was diagnosed with severe PTSD, and I find myself just, like, not caring. You know, like, I have, like, just so much stress and so much depression and anxiety that, you know, like, I, I just, like, feel like, you know, my heart is just cold, and I just don't care, and I don't know if that um, has to do with, um, you know, a lot of the mental stuff going on or, you know, I just feel so disappointed, um, with God, um, you know, for a lot of reasons, um, you know, led up to the PTSD and everything like that. And so, um, I was just wondering, do you think it's possible to lose your salvation? Well, let's take your question and and your description. You know, let's break them down and let's start with uh, the the feelings and the PTSD and all the the depression and discouragement that you're feeling. I'm I'm sorry that you're under such great attack and that uh, the the situations in your life and your own thinking, you know, is just really bogging you down. And mm-hmm. I'm certain that you don't want to live in that darkness. You don't want to live in that discouragement. And, no, and the good it, news is, is that embarrassing to say, but I'm like on so many medications, you know, to to treat everything. You know, I just feel numb, numb to everything. I feel numb towards God. I feel, you yeah. know, just like I don't have any feelings, you know, and the feelings that I do have, you know, aren't good. And um, you know, sometimes I do worry, you know, that worry, you know about my salvation but then on the other hand it's like I don't I just don't have the strength I don't have the energy to really care you know and and that scares me well you definitely have a lot of things going that uh, a lot of things swirling around your life that are heavy and burdensome and difficult and you know I know that I know that the medications that you're taking have a lot to do with the state of your mind and the state of your mind have a lot to do with your feelings and and so, you know, it, in part of this, I know you didn't call for this because I'll get to your question in a minute because it's, it's actually the simplest answer of all that you're sharing, uh, all that you're asking or commenting on. But I think that you, it may be time for you to see a new doctor. Uh, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not giving you medical advice, but sometimes they give you so much medication. You know, they give you, I saw this with my dad. That's, I'm speaking from experience with my dad. They would give him medication A to treat something and then the side effects of that they give him another medication to treat those side effects and then that before you know it like he was out of his mind um that's exactly that's exactly my issues you know i have medication for this medication for that medication you know to treat this and the side effects and i'm on i'm probably on like six different medicines and you're right i I do think i need to see somebody else see a fresh doctor and go go in with fresh you know somebody especially if the lord could lead you to a christian doctor because i know that medication helps in some of the things that you're going through Uh, i just know sometimes it it can be too much so I want to acknowledge that in your life because it's a bad, difficult place to be. And there's a physical part to it, but there's also a spiritual part to it. And if you email me, I'll give you a few resources. I'll give you a couple links for things that really helped me when I was deep down in depressive episodes. And, you know, it's just nobody wants to be there. I didn't want to be there. You don't want to be there. But we were all born with broken bodies and we all experience very hard things and very difficult things. And, and I know that the hope and strength and encouragement of God uh, can help you. He is 
even when we are weak, he is strong. When we are faithless, he remains faithful. And if we can get mm-hmm. you to a place where your mind's a little more clear, but here's the danger, right? If your mind's a little more clear, then you're going to feel your hurt more. And right. we want to we want to train you and help you to know that you may feel hurt the rest of your life, but it doesn't make you a bad person. Uh, it doesn't make you a weak person uh, or a bad Christian. And it, it makes you a broken Christian. And if right. if we're all truthful, which we should be, we're all broken. And we're all in need of the grace of God in various areas of our life. Which leads me to your first question, which all you really wanted answered, and that was, can a true believer lose their salvation? No. Mm-hmm. A true believer cannot be unborn again. If a person is born again... Because a person cannot be unborn feeling, again. Right? I mean, you know... It is more than a feeling. Yes. is more than a feeling. Is that right? It's, it's a million times more than a feeling. It's a stated fact. It is a stated fact. For example, um, have you ever... Um, do you have somebody important in your life? A brother, sister, husband, someone? Um, I, I, Name? I do, yeah. Okay. So let's think of that person. And have you ever felt mad at them? Yes. So when you're mad at them, does that mean you don't love them? No. No, because love is a stated fact that might be clouded or it might be placed secondarily to your crazy, out-of-control emotion of anger, but it doesn't displace the fact that you love them. And, you know, you and I, we have our feelings, we go all over the place, but our feelings, they're kind of like clouds. If we have really bad feelings, I feel like I'm an idiot, I feel horrible, I feel like I'm not going to make it, I feel like I'm a bad Christian, All the and many, many other feelings, those are like clouds that block the sun. But is the sun still there? Yeah. And the clouds pass through, don't they? And And feelings pass through, and so you're right. Salvation is way more than a feeling. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't even put salvation in the realm of feelings. Salvation is in the realm of fact. It is a covenant relationship between God and the person that has repented of their sins and received the blood of Jesus Christ. And the blood is never removed from you. God never abandons you. He never turns his back upon you. He never throws you away. He never dismisses you just because you're struggling. Um, you know, I can't tell you the last time that I I prayed, you know, just because in that place a lot, you know, yes. in in a lot of my depression is because, you know, I went through something very traumatic. Um sorry. And uh I um you know, just so many unanswered prayers and, you know, yes. God telling me no and you know, I just feel yes. like, do you think God knows my heart? Do you think he knows where I'm coming from and that he understands that I'm angry with him? Like, do you think he, does. he, he, he knows all that? He, he, he not only knows all that, but he knows more than you know. And God's heart, I believe, as revealed in the scriptures for you in times like this, is like any dad. I mean, obviously, God's heart is greater than a dad, but let's just say um, you're describing a situation between me as a dad and my daughter, and my daughter 
is struggling and wrestling and she's mad at me and she is lashing out at me and she's yelling at me. She, she hasn't done this, but I'm using it as an illustration. Right. And, and, and my heart is to calm her down, to help, to help her so that we can be in relationship. Like I want her to enjoy her dad. I want her to know that life is hard. I want my daughter to know, and I want you to know as a fellow sister in the Lord that life is hard and things don't always go our way. And we have to face great pain and suffering because of sin, both our sin and the sin of others. And we experience great trauma and we experience great hurt and people do really bad things to us and we experience really bad things. But the good news is, is that Jesus Christ experienced the worst thing that could ever happen to God in human flesh so that he might comfort us and he might help us. And, you know, even though God understands what you're going through, he wants you to stop. And he doesn't say that like a real mean dad, just stop it right now. He wants you to stop for the sake of your own sanity and for the sake of your own mental health. And not only does he want you to stop, but according to your confession of faith, he lives inside of you and he loves you and he knows you're hurting and he knows it's hard to live in this world. It crushes him to see what has happened among mankind. And he wants you to come to him and trust him. Even when you're feeling bad, he wants you to learn how to control your thoughts. Did you know that you can control your thoughts? I mean, do you believe you can control your thoughts? <laughs> Not really. So let me let me give you an example. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Don't think of a pink elephant. Just don't. Don't even think of a pink elephant. Have you thought okay. of a pink elephant in the last 10 seconds? <laughs> you have. Yeah. Right, you have. So have I, because I just mentioned it. And, and yet, we weren't thinking of a pink elephant 10 seconds ago, but now that we're talking about it, your mind immediately went there. Now, if you want to talk, think about the Rockies, or you want to think about the Broncos, you can choose what you think about. You can choose. It's not beyond your control. Even the times when you think like it's out of your control, it's not. You can choose. I was just looking at a scripture last night in our Bible study, and I read it in a new version. I was just so encouraged by it. Listen to this. This And these, you know, sometimes, we, you know, we're, because you grew up in such a legalistic environment, you, your mind is a little broken when it comes to things of God that you have to relearn some things. Um, and... I bet you anything that when you read the Bible and you read commands, they scare you because you can only hear them in the voice of, you better do this or you're a bad person. Exactly. Okay, well, there's a different voice that God has when he wrote the Bible, and it's not that voice. When you hear a command, it's not, you better do this or you're going to be a bad person. Here's a better way to interpret the voice. God says, do this and you'll enjoy I'm going to enable you to do this so you can enjoy me. Mm -hmm. And so listen, I, um, in verse 2 of Colossians chapter 3, um, this verse we used last night in our study, and I just love it, the way the New Living Translation reads. It says, Let heaven fill your thoughts. Do not only think about things down here on earth. And so this is a, a verse of freedom that you and I, when we're in our worst condition, can let heaven fill our thoughts. And we can let, it's not just the things on earth. 
And, right. and I can already tell, Amanda, check this out. You may not know this. You may not realize this, but I can already, even though we're on the radio and everything, I can already sense that you've calmed down a little bit since this phone call. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's, it's palpable in your voice that you have calmed down a little bit. And you know what? You controlled that because you chose to call station. You chose to get help. And just the comforting of God's truths have brought a calming effect in your life right now. That's very true. I didn't even think of that. And, and that's a pattern that God wants to develop in your life. And yeah, even if you get to the edge, you know, of like, I don't even know if I'm saved anymore, you can always fall back on the fact that uh, your salvation is secure in Jesus Christ. It's not secure in your behavior. It's not secure in your performance. It's not secure in your perfection or your ability to do everything right. Your salvation is because of what Jesus Christ has done right. And you just get to participate. You just get to enjoy. You, you get to choose to trust God in the worst moments. And you know, one last thing, you, you, you can't undo the trauma in your life. I wish we could go turn the clock back and say, if I, I would change it all because I would not go through that horrible, horrific, painful thing. But the truth is we can't undo the past. Right. We can't. You'll never, every time you try to undo the past, it'll just frustrate you. And then you look back. Then the next thing you try to do is, well, it's not fair, God. It's not fair that I went through it. Well, the truth, that's the truth. You're actually right. It's not fair. Um, sin never is fair, and especially when someone hurts us so deeply. It's not fair. And then the next one is, well, then I don't like it, and I don't like God. And then God says, well, you know, you can make that choice, Amanda, but it's going to ruin your life because I know what it's like. This is not how I created. God looks down at us and That's says, this is not how I created. Well, though, to, make to choose. Mistakes. And, and, you know, um, that's the essence of love, is free will. Yeah. You know, Pastor, I would really love to um, email you and get the, get some um, links and stuff from you. Um, can I jot down your email address? Yes, it's Pastor Ed, P-A-S-T-O-R-E-D, at okay. Cal- Calvary Aurora, C-A-L-V-A-R-Y. Aurora, A U R O R A dot org. A U R O R A? Yes. Dot org. And so Perfect. here's what I'm going to, here's what I'm going to send you because this has been what you're going through for different reasons has been my life for the last six, six years. And I spent a lot of time on both sides of, you know, just really hurt and depressed and discouraged to being mad at God, to being disappointed, to just regular hurt. And, you know, cause the trauma you experience, you know, it has regular hurt to it too. It just regular hurt, just, mm-hmm. just bad stuff. And for me, it was grief. For me, it was, you know, some really bad things that other people have done to me and continue to do. And, and so I've spent a lot of time just seeking out God. And so I'm going to send you some resources on depression. I'm going to send you some Bible studies that I've taught on hurt and pain. 
and I'm going to send you another link on Bible studies that I've done on how to deal with your past. That would be and amazing. It's they're powerful, life-giving things because they come from God's Word, and I believe that the very least of what you'll get on some of these resources is hope. Just like you've already gotten it. You can tell in your voice, God has already spoken hope into your heart. And now we just need to fan that flame so that you live in a way of moment by moment trusting in his finished work for your life. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Ed. I really appreciate it. Okay, so I'm going to give you an assignment. Are you ready? Would you be willing to take an assignment from me? Of course. This is the one of the first steps in your healing is I'd like you to close our conversation with a prayer. I want you to pray and thank God for something. Would you do that? Yeah. Okay, go for it. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for giving me the courage to call in today and <laughs> yes, to talk Lord. to Pastor Ed. I think that this is a good first step in my recovery, and I pray that you would just give me the strength to continue on and to find a new doctor who would be able, a Christian doctor who would be able to help and understand and put me on the right path, and I just pray that you would just help me to to help me to get back into reading the Bible and to work on my my issues and my hurt and anger and to not view you as the enemy, but to view you mm. as the God of love and God of you, of care. And um, I'm just so grateful that um, you gave me my beautiful kids who have yes. carried me <laughs> through, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity that, that I do get to see them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm proud of you, Amanda. What a big step you took. Thank you. Good job. Keep keep in touch so we know what the progress is, okay? Okay, I will email you. Okay, thanks, Amanda. I'll look forward to it. Thanks. Bye-bye. Wow. I love, these are the moments I love this show. Here's another moment. Uh, being able to talk with Pastor Fernando from Mile High Calvary and getting the word out about the ministry that he's doing in Highlands Ranch. Uh, Pastor Fernando, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Ed, how are you? I'm good, brother. How how are things today? How are things going in Highlands Ranch? Um, yeah, they're they're pretty fluid. Um, but as of you know, right now, um, you know, we're we're doing good. Um, you know, obviously our hearts. Uh, break. Um, they're they're you know broken for uh, just all the kiddos, um, specifically from the STEM school, um, and and so uh, you know it's just God loves kids. You know God loves kids. Yes. He loves children. He loves teens. And and to to see so many of them go through the the pain, the suffering, the hurt, the confusion. Um, uh, you know, obviously uh, a young hero lost his life. Uh, Kendra Castillo, um, yes. trying to save other kids, and uh, and so you know we just our heart breaks for for all of those kids and the parents and and just our uh, you know our community. So um, yeah, it's it's definitely up and down at different times. 
Well, we're very grateful that you're right in the midst of serving and being available. I noticed today uh, on Instagram that you posted that you guys are offering a free walk-in counseling or counseling by phone at any time. Do you want to share a little bit about that with those listening? Yeah, um, we have a, uh, a biblical counseling ministry based out of our church, actually Pastor Al Pittman's church, um, Calvary Worship Center, um, uh, trained our people in and through this, and uh, and now we're raising up an entire new group of people to be there and be available for biblical counseling. And so we have um, roughly 30 people uh, available um, for biblical counseling to just come in and, I mean, just even talk. Um, and the door, uh, the doors at the church are open. Um, uh, specifically, tomorrow um, we're going to be available from eleven to three as well, and uh, and so we just have um, just a, a place where people can come and and um, you know share their uh, emotions, talk. Um, what does the Bible have to say about these things? Um, and and hopefully we can just minister to our community that way. Yes, and so if. Um a couple of things before before we get to the break. You you also we're going to give some contact information in a minute. But I noticed um, the the counseling opportunity that uh, is is non invasive. You know, it's your choice. So if you're wrestling with this, no matter where you are in the metro area, uh, you can reach out and have some trained people minister to you. But you're also doing something super special on Sunday. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so this Sunday from 12 to 4 o'clock, we're doing what we're basically calling a Jesus Loves Highlands Ranch Students Rally. And um, we got about four or five food trucks that have offered to donate um, uh, meals. Um, so they're going to be parked in our church parking lot. They're going to come and cook food for people, lunch. Um, we're going to have uh, prayer and counseling teams available for people. We'll also have bounce castles and, and, you know, just different things like that, but just a place where um, students, young people can come and hang out, um, talk to people, get a free meal, um, hear about the, the hope and love of Jesus, you know, because he's, yes. he's the only hope we have, you know. He's the only one that provides a future. He's the only one that can bring peace when there's nothing but lostness and struggle and, and anger and confusion and fury. And so we want to see Jesus in the, the forefront of all of this and um, yes. minister to our community the best way we can. So we're doing that this Sunday. All right. Well, give us all the information about where uh, Mile High Calvary is. Uh, we're located at 181 West County Line Road. We're on the corner of Broadway and County Line right off of C-470. We're about a block and a half, two blocks from the STEM school. And um, we, we would just love to have you join us if you're available and just pray with us and, and come and hang out, grab a free meal, talk to students, kids, and just love on people. Well, thanks for taking the time, Fernando, to, uh, to call in. And I know it's going to be uh, a, a weekend that brings hope and encouragement and love uh, to a, a very hurting community. So I appreciate serving with you. Yes, thank you so much, Pastor Ed. All right, bro. Talk to you later. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Mile High Calvary this weekend is in Highlands Ranch. Uh, they're at County Line and Broadway. And from 12 to 4 Sunday afternoon, uh, absolutely 100% free uh, to come out, uh, support the community, uh, be encouraged. Uh, as he shared, Mile High Calvary has uh, 30 trained people, up to 30 people trained in biblical counseling, trained and ready to serve you. Of course, you can call any of your local church uh, if you're wrestling with these things. Um, it's, it's a traumatic event and 
I was talking to Fernando yesterday, and they the leadership of his church came up with um, came up with this idea really quickly. They responded quickly. It's one of the things that I'm I'm grateful um, with evangelistic pastors like Fernando who and their teams that just have a quick response, uh, making themselves available. So they're gonna have food. They're gonna have bounce houses. Um, they're gonna have opportunity. Uh, kids can be ministered to, you know, uh, can be playing and the parents can be talking. And, and so Mile High Calvary is at, basically at I-25 and Broadway, but really on the county line, which is the kind of the frontage road there on, I, on excuse me, 470, my mistake, 470 and Broadway. County line is like the frontage road there. Um, Broadway and 470 in Highlands Ranch. Two lines open, 303-690-3000. My name is Ed Taylor. Uh, We'll be back to the phone lines when we get back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. I'm sorry that I haven't even acknowledged all of our listeners over on the East Coast and Hope FM and Truth FM. We just jumped right into the program. Uh, you guys uh, know, I know by the time you hear this on the East Coast, it's been a week, but uh, a couple of days ago we had another tragic shooting uh, here in the Denver metro area in a suburb community known as Highlands Ranch. Uh, it's not too far from Littleton, where 20 years ago Columbine, uh, the Columbine massacre took place, and and so we are, uh, you know, it's stirring up a lot of things in people's hearts and minds, and uh, certainly those, um, you know, those of you on the East Coast have your own things. I remember uh, Sandy Hook uh, over on that side of town, Charleston. Uh, excuse me, that side of the country, and you know, it's just in these these last days, and I do believe we're in the last days. I do believe what Peter said, that we're nearer to the coming of the Lord than any ever any other time. And the trauma, uh, the darkness of sin is really messing with us. Um, we're having to face things, process things, sort out things. And all the while, we also have things that reflect an absolute antagonism toward God in our culture. I've been reading recently of a, of, of a government official that is, is so anti-God that he goes and harasses women that are praying in front of abortion clinics. Uh, he harasses, uh, who knows what his motives are, just trying to get attention. I think of the blood on our hands as a country for the abortions that have taken place since Roe v. Wade. I I think of the, in, in here locally again, in Denver, the voters voted to legalize psychedelic mushrooms. Our government has legalized marijuana. In many ways, there's a, an opioid crisis that's far outreaching any illegal heroin, but that, that even, even a select few doctors, not all, but a few, um, taking advantage of the open, it's just the pharmacy. The, the world is is spinning out of control culturally, 
spiritually, and our only hope is in Jesus Christ. And the hope of Jesus Christ is best manifest in the local church. God invented the church, and it's through the local church that God reaches the world. It's how it started in the book of Acts and how it continues today. And you are the local church, you believers listening in. When I say local church, I just don't mean a church on a corner or a church in a street. And, and you know, and I, I think, too, pastors better take this stuff seriously. If you're a pastor listening in and all you're interested is building a budget and planning a church and growing and becoming a celebrity, you missed it, bro. You've completely missed the point of the calling of God upon your, on your life. He doesn't need celebrities. Um, he, he needs men in the trenches. Loving, caring, serving, mobilizing, teaching the Bible. You know the calling on your life. You know what God spoke to you. Your calling is not a profession. It's not a platform. Your calling is a place of servanthood and servitude. A man that proclaims the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, the cross, Jesus and him crucified, risen again. If you're a pastor that's been attacking other pastors, repent. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. If you've been trying to tear another man down, repent. If you've been competing with another church, repent. Churches are brothers in arms. We're not in competition with one another. Pastors, we're the leaders. It's our lives that lead the flock of God. And the days in which we live are demanding a higher level of commitment, not a lower level. And so just in case you didn't, um, in case you weren't on the first part of the program, Pastor Fernando Ortiz from Mile High Calvary called in. He wanted to let us know about, uh, and I asked him to call in to let us know about the, the counseling that he's making available through his church, and I'm sure other churches are as well. But Mile High Calvary is in Highlands Ranch. It's on County Line and e or excuse me, C470, and it's right there in the strip mall. Uh, Mission Hills is also right next door there, um, That larger, the larger church, but Pastor Fernando is right there on the corner. Uh, and not only are they going, not only do they have counseling available, but they also are doing a special event Sunday from noon to four with bounce houses and games and food and ministry available because they're just a couple blocks away from the STEM school, and our hearts are with you uh, that have lost life, uh, the Castile family and the families that still have, um, <clears throat> uh, still have kids in the ICU. Um, here's a comment on something I said. The generalized comment about multitasking was disappointing. I multitask every day. Think about raising a child. They're watching over the child, feeding a baby a bottle, cooking dinner at the same time. That's considered multitasking. Maybe it doesn't work for you, but for some people are good and thrive on multitasking. Well, I appreciate, I wish you would have called in so we could talk about this. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying, um, so just to clarify, I'm certainly not saying anything negative about uh, the glory heroics of a mom or a dad that might be cooking dinner and uh maybe holding a child, but you know as well as I do, you can't cook and look at a child at the same time. You can't look in two places 
You can only look in one place at one time. Uh, and so I'm not, I'm not saying that a mom can't do more than one thing at a time, but I, I am saying that that mom's either watching their child or is watching the food, but can't do both. So why don't you call? Let's talk about this. I see it's a local number. I'd love to talk about it because um, I wasn't saying it in a negative way at all. Um, neither was I putting down a, a single mom or a single dad. The idea of trying to do more, that trying to cram more, trying to, like for example, you can't read the Bible and watch TV at the same time. And some people go, oh no, I could. But but you can only do one thing well at the, t- at, a, at, the at one point. So I'm not saying when we have to do um, two things, like for example, te- texting. Even the, even the law says don't text and drive. I, I I happen to agree with that. That I'm not able to both drive and text at the same time. So I think we have a context issue. Um, and I I certainly do, you don't have to agree with me. Um, I'm not I'm not saying things um, to disappoint you or to um, have you agree with everything. But I would have you have you to consider the importance of doing one thing at a time really, really well and not trying to cram in a thousand different things because of the, the cultural pressure of, of efficiency and trying to get things done, you know, that, that we would give our full focus. But I would, what, I would want you to call and talk to me about multitasking and I would love to hear you make your point that you can do two things at the same time and do them exceptionally well. I would love to hear that point because uh, maybe I have something to learn from your personal experience and I'd be open to that. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. We're going to go to Andrew who's been waiting patiently. Andrew, welcome to the program. Hi, hi, Pastor Ed. How are you doing today? I'm I'm well, man. What's going on, Andrew? Oh, just same old work. Yeah. I was call I was calling in to see if I could get some prayers for my sister. Okay, um, what's going on? She's got cancer, and then she's they're at the point where they can't do any more for her. And she's got two kids, one eleven, one fifteen, and it's really tough for them. And I just wanted to see if I could get some prayers for her. Okay, Father, I pray God that the difficulty of cancer has hit yet another family. And I pray for Andrew and his sister. You know, I pray for his sister, God, because it's a very difficult thing to endure. And to get this kind of news from the doctor makes things even more difficult. Um, We all realize uh, that we will die. We we do realize that, God, but it's hard to face it. Um, It's very, very difficult to face it. And I pray for Andrew. I pray for his sister. I pray for these precious kiddos. You You know, when we mourn, and we grieve, God, it says that we don't do it like those who have no hope. And so we do have hope, God, but we also hurt. And even anticipation of the final days or months of this precious woman. So we just pray, miraculously, you're able to heal, God. Miraculously, you're able to strengthen. Miraculously, you're able to um, do wondrous things beyond our ability to understand. And so we commit this situation to you. And thank you for the sensitivity of my brother Andrew, who loves his family and loves his sister and desires to bring her to the very throne room of grace to find help in time of need. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Pastor Ed. I also wanted to say thank you for uh, 
Grace FM and all the pastors that are on it. You guys make it. Make the walk. We're very, very grateful to keep praying for us, okay? All right. Thank you. All righty. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go to Samuel in Denver, Colorado, line one. Samuel, welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor. You're welcome. Uh, What's up? Yes. Uh, I just have a question. Uh, maybe I don't know. Uh, this has been going on. I've been asking this question for quite some time. Um, we see nowadays a lot of revivals in Latin America and Africa. But uh, here uh, around the United States, we don't see that. Uh, I know when Jesus was in this parish, he used he healed, he cast out uh, demons, and uh, uh, he teached uh, his word. Yes. So, uh, what are we missing, uh, in especially Western churches nowadays? Uh, the revival started here, uh, exploded all over the world, but we don't see that. Uh, I, When I go to church, I ask pastors to even give me answers to that. Uh, yes. They say, we only focus on the Word of God. Uh, yes. The Word of God heals, I know that. But, yes. you know, as a Christian, we really need to... Uh, demonstrate that I believe that's my I really my heart uh, cries out when I see a lot of uh, people who is in this kind who got sick and then who are in the bondage of in the bondage and really uh, if you can answer that question for me well there's a, it's a big question and there's a lot to answer it so let me try to be brief and give you some thoughts to chew on if i had to answer that question specifically with a just a quick reply it would be what's lacking in the western church today is faith and hmm. i'm not speaking of a you know a twisted view of faith but we we are a very skeptical rational society and we tend to lean on our own understanding far more uh, than any other generation and so when we are sick, we go immediately to a doctor. When we have a bill, we immediately write a check. Uh, we aren't praying in our culture, give us this daily bread, because we go to Costco and buy four loaves of bread in one, in one shopping experience. And God has been so abundantly gracious to us. He has blessed us so much that I believe we've allowed the blessings of God to eliminate the power of faith in our lives. And we're a faithless generation in many ways. And so I think that what you're seeing is a rational, skeptical, intellectual, rational type of culture that sees no need for faith. And and you really see it, what you're looking for really happens in cultures that are desperate for their daily bread. They're desperate for God to show up. They're They're living on faith. They're not just... Uh, accessing faith, they're living on faith, and mm. that would be my general answer. Now, I also, though, want to bring some context to what you describe. Um, first of all, let me ask you a question. In your Bible reading of the life of Jesus, between healing, 
um, raising the dead and teaching, what did Jesus do the most? I think he did the teaching part. I agree. I think most of his life, most of what's recorded, remember we have three and a half years of an adult ministry that most of what Jesus did was teach. Most of what he did was disciple and train. It wasn't always in the miraculous, but the way that we read the Bible, it seems like miraculous was happening every moment of every day. How many times in the Gospels does it record Jesus feeding thousands? One time. You know? Uh, Actually, there's two. There's two different accounts of Jesus feeding thousands in three and a half years. But did he eat with his disciples two or three times a day? And he bought that food with money, and they cooked that food? It wasn't miraculous. And so the context or the what I want to bring the backdrop in from the Bible is, is that it's it wasn't the dynamic miraculous every moment of every day. Uh, the, the disciples with Jesus lived ordinary day. They live in a very ordinary way like you and I do. For example, in the book of Acts, if you study the book of Acts, how many miracles do you think are mentioned in the book of Acts? Have you counted them before? No. So if you were to count them, you'd probably come up with the number 30. There are 30 dramatic, amazing miracles in the book of Acts. Now, as you're reading the book of Acts, it'll probably take you an hour or two to read through the book of Acts. So that kind of feels like 30 miracles in two hours. But from the beginning of chapter 1 to the end in chapter 28, how many years does the book of Acts cover? Do you know? I'm not quite sure. So it covers about 30 years. And what that tells us is is that in the Holy Spirit revealing to us in the book of Acts, there were 30 miracles mentioned in 30 years, which is basically an average of one a year. And so what I'm suggesting to you is not dismissing the rational, faithless, uh, attempt, you know, the, the, the essence of why we're seeing less and less of the supernatural has to do with our faith and, our, and us. But I'm also adding to your thinking a biblical construct for understanding the miraculous is that the emphasis and the even the emphasis from God himself is teaching. And that's why I think you hear the emphasis on teaching. But I also believe that some churches have, have some leaders have just dismissed the Holy Spirit altogether and have just dismissed. We, we, I, I just taught this to our church before, you know, we, the Trinity that is revealed in, in the scriptures is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But if we're not careful, we'll, re, re, we'll redefine the Trinity to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Bible. And the mm-hmm. Bible is not God. It is God is God. And, and every miracle that happens is God's sovereign use of a human being. It's, it's not the person doing the miracles. It's God through the person. But I have to say my heart aches over your observation, um, Samuel, Mm -hmm. because I think God wants to work more in the supernatural. I think he wants to, he wants us to get out of ourselves and to, as we're abiding in him and not lean on our own own understanding, uh, not make up our own little doctrines, not draw Mm -hmm. people after ourselves, not create little groups 
uh, but rather to be open to the dynamic work of his spirit. And I, for one, want more of it. Mm, that's him here, Pastor. That's uh, especially nowadays when we see around school and public area. You know, that's a devil. So the church needs to practice that. That's what I feel, that their church needs to practice. The church needs to cast out the demon. And, um, you know, uh, that's what I understand. Well, I mean, in order to cast out the demon, we need to be faced with the demon, right? Because Jesus, the model that Jesus showed us is that when he cast out a demon, it was inhabited in a person in front of him. He didn't just stand on the Mount of Olives and cast out the, some random demon. When Jesus faced demons, it was in the per, it was in the inhabitant of an unbeliever. Uh, and so, when you, as you express and you develop your understanding of the demonic realm, remember you're not casting out just random demons. You you right. need to come face to face with them. You and that's only going to be sovereignly. We're not to look for them. Believe me, they'll come to you. You want to face a demon, they'll come to you. If God wants to use you in that realm, He will. But when you think of a, when you when you think of um, a, a horrible, tyrannical, evil, tragic shooting like at, St- at STEM school, mm. that was demonically influenced, yes. but done by the flesh of a human being. And if I had a chance to talk to that young man, I would share the gospel with him. And I would speak to him of the forgiving power of Jesus, and I would hope that he shows remorse and that he apologizes for the tragedy that he did. I wouldn't go looking to cast out a demon. That's not the first thing I would look for. The first thing I would look for is to manifest the love of God. Same mm-hmm. with a family that's grieving. Same with a family in the ICU. And, and so I appreciate your call, Andrew, and your input. God bless you, my brother. Thank you, Pastor. Bye-bye. Yeah, it's uh, I I agree with a lot of what Andrew's saying. I mean, I wanna I wanna operate more in the spiritual realm personally. Um, I confess just here on the radio that there have been times when I've just leaned on my own understanding more uh, than I believe that I should sinfully, and I don't want that. I don't want that kind of life. I want a life that is surrendered. I want a life of moment by moment abiding. I want a life where it's lived and I finish well. I'm really thinking about that. I want to finish well. As I shared before, there, at my age, I have more years behind me than I have in front of me. And so I can't change the past any more than I can unscramble an egg. But I can press on and press forward to the upward call of Christ Jesus, the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Uh, we're going to go to Highlands Ranch now. And line three is Ama. Ama, welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor Ed. Um, you are welcome. Thank you, everybody that is on. A very good job on um, um, Easter uh, Friday. It was a very good and touching moment. And I want to congratulate my pastor, Fernando, for quickly doing this for the kids. God yes. bless you all. You guys are doing a marvelous job. My question is, um, I have a friend that moved from here to uh, Casey, Kansas City, IHOP. Yes. The 24-hour prayer, and um, she stopped working, and she's asking friends to um, 
help her like uh, financially and everything so that she can always just go to the place and prayer the whole day and come home just praying, praying, praying and not working. And also she wants to do school for, they said there's a school there that for prayer and prophecy and I think healing that they, they have to go and have to do so that people, when people come in to pray, these people that have students will go in and maybe tell them what the spirit or the God is telling them about the individual. So I okay, want to know if, if it's uh, biblical that you go to prophecy school and you go to, you don't work and you just be praying 24 hours at your work. It would be nice for us all to quit our jobs and have other people pay for us to pray, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So no, I'm not in support of IHOP. I've heard, we've actually had people close to us that did the same thing. They've called what they're doing a ministry and they've tried to raise support as if it was a ministry. But my advice to your friend is to get a job and do what God's called her to do. The Bible says that a person that doesn't work shouldn't eat. That's what the Bible says. And, And so the... The reality of this commitment—a commitment to prayer—is a good thing. I'm not in full agreement with the theology of IHOP. Um, they have had different names over the years. Uh, they used to be known as the Kansas City Prophets, and the Kansas City Prophets oh. were proven to be false prophets. And I—I I don't know how they got restored back into a place where they were trusted again. But they, uh, Mike Bickle and and those guys were known as false prophets because they prophesied falsely according to the scriptures, and, and it was a big mess that was back in the 90s. And, and so this idea of moving to Kansas City and raising support so you can go to school and pray, um, I would just, I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with her going to school. I don't have a biblical problem with her praying, but to raise support like she's a missionary, uh, I don't believe the Bible supports that. I don't think, I think she should get a job like the rest of us and pray, mm-hmm. and go to school, and work hard to provide for the needs of her family, like the Bible says. Okay. Thank you very much. And, uh, You're God welcome. God bless you all for what Thank you. you do. I'm Thank very, you very proud much. of my pastor, uh, Fernando Ortiz. Fernando is the real deal, and I've seen him yes, uh, back when he was... I'm uh, very proud of him. He's a good man. Uh, <laughs> and, yes. you know, God has done a great work in his life, and Carol's life, and you know, yeah. he also has a brother-in-law that's a pastor, and and I remember him back when he first came, and he was on staff serving alongside of Pastor Gino, and and just doing a phenomenal job, and to see him grow, and to see the God use him in his fellowship. Of course, you know that um, he's a yes, great teacher, he's a better pastor, and and God's doing a great work through Mahog Calvary, and we're grateful to have him as a friend. Yeah, thank you all. You guys are very, very doing a very good job. And anytime you see Pastor Al, say I love what he's preaching all the time. <laughs> uh, he's a now Pastor Al's the real deal, and we all wish we had a voice like Pastor Al. Do you <laughs> know? You hey, did much. you know that Pastor Al can sing? Did you know Pastor Al can sing very good too? He's a great singer. Yeah, 
I had one time on uh, Christmas time, but I haven't yes. been there to the yes. church before. But I'll try one day and visit him and shake he his is. hand and say, you make me laugh yeah, you should every do it. time. On. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to go now. We'll talk to you later. Okay. All God right. bless. Bye-bye. Thanks. We're coming to the end of the show today. I appreciate you guys uh, tuning in, just praying for us. You can always financially support us, gracefm.com. Of course, you're listening on another local station. Support your local station. And uh, go out to Mile High Calvary this Sunday. Uh, visit for services. Um, be encouraged in the Word and in worship. And then from 12 to 4, they're putting on a carnival for the community. Some food trucks, some bouncing houses, some people to there to serve you. If you have questions, you want to talk about the recent tragedy, it doesn't matter where you live. Uh, you don't have to live in Highlands Ranch. It doesn't matter where you live. Um, bring your kids if they need help processing. Um, the team there um, is is uh, very legitimate and uh, grateful to serve alongside of them. So thanks for your time today. Thanks for your prayers. Uh, be sure to pray for those that are hurting, those that are struggling. Um, as a believer in Jesus Christ, reach out to them. Uh, make yourself available for the Holy Spirit to use you, uh, that you would be available. You know, 99.9% of ministry is just showing up. God is not looking so much for ability as he is for availability. So be available to God. Thanks again. If you have any questions about our church, go to Calvary Aurora, A-U-R-O-R-A dot org. See you this weekend. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.